said, we've always, as black people, we've always been told, you know, because we've always been told you, you can't, you have to be twice as good. You have to be, um, and it's like, wow. Hey everybody, Todd Dills here. And in the first part of this two-parter on the Overdrive Radio podcast, we heard from Atlanta-based owner-operator Rico Muhammad, whose voice you also just heard at the top. Muhammad spoke to his experience as an African-American interacting with police throughout his life into his present day in trucking. The owner-operator detailed, too, the mechanisms he built over many, many years to effectively stunt, furthermore, members of the majority white culture's sometimes intimidated and or frightened reaction to nothing more than his presence. A six foot four man just going about his day to day. You might be tempted to recognize some of this if you ever if you've ever spoken to Rico. And recognize it in yourself as like me to an extent, and plenty of others I've known, Rico Muhammad likes a good laugh. And is quick to put you at ease with a casual joke, signaling the fact of it with his own laughter often enough. That's not the only thing we share though. As detailed in part one, we were both raised and reared in South Carolina state with a close and sometimes fraught history when it comes to relationships between black and white communities, as I noted in the prior part of this podcast. Neither of us has lived there, too, for quite some time, though my current spot in Nashville and his in Atlanta no doubt share similar histories to that of our native state. Also in part one, owner-operator Muhammad shared his hopeful sense that the current wave of attention to issues of inequality with respect to race in America might result in real change on the policing front. Plus his thoughts on the thing so many truckers worry about. The chance, minor though it may be, getting caught up in a crowd of protesters on foot who move onto a highway. If you missed that prior episode, you can find it in your Overdrive Radio podcast feed or via the June 25th, 2020 Channel 19 post last week that also housed it. Today though, we'll get to a perhaps less obvious point that many among the protesters and others across the nation have been highlighting the systemic barriers to opportunity that exist, in many cases, for those of lower means and or who just so happen to have a skin color other than the quote-unquote majority white. First off, Muhammad's response to a question about barriers to opportunity specifically in trucking. He's been successful through the years, no doubt, operating a small fleet for a time before scaling back to one truck with an eye on outside opportunities. And regular listeners will know that he keeps his head in the conversations around trucking via the long-running Rates and Lanes podcast that he puts out with co-host Chuck Snow. Find it via blogtalkradio.com slash rates. Yet, I asked, had he experienced situations where he felt the color of his skin had been a barrier to his further success? It's it's funny funny you ask that, because there are situations where I've went into meetings and the thing didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. And in the back of my mind, you know, you I, I would often wonder if I was white with that would that would that meeting have went differently? Um I you know, I can't it's not nowadays it's it's you can't, it's, it's not necessarily in your face racism anymore. 
you you just kind of have you kind of have those feelings, but you you know, and and uh, you just have to kind of dust yourself off and keep moving. Um, but there have been situations where I can't say, like I said, I can't I can't sit here and say, oh, this happened because I was black. Maybe, yeah. maybe my pre- maybe my presentation wasn't up to snuff. Maybe it was there. Was, maybe there was something missing. Um, but but you know, I, it's it's kind of one of those situations to where, um, unfortunately, you 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 just really never know. I mean, because because now you you look back and you see all the different things that people are exposing. Uh, somebody shared something the other day. I think it was some guy. A guy used to work for U.S. Express. Whatever that was sharing the the picture of Obama being lynched or whatever. And with social media, it's becoming more difficult for people to hide it. And why would you post something like that? Hey, I don't know, but hey, but this was a this, but this was a high exec. You know, this was a high executive at, at, at a major trucking company. Bit of a clarification here. The employee that was fired was not working for a trucking company at the time. As Rico noted in the first part of the anecdote, that man appears to have held IT roles in past at U.S. Express, according to reporting from May in the Chattanooga Times Free Press. At the time of the social media posting in question, after which the individual doing the posting was let go indeed, the Times Free Press also noted uh, that he, he'd been IT vice president for the Transcard payments software company based in Chattanooga. Transcard, for its part, moved quickly to disassociate itself from views expressed by its VP's post after he was fired. It posted to its Facebook page that the quote, views reflected in posts made by individuals do not reflect the views or values of Transcard, end quote. So, you know, you, like I say, it's not one of those situations where uh, you could say without a shadow of a doubt, oh, yeah, this was, I didn't get it. But, that, that, but that's, that makes it even worse, though, right? Like, yeah. You know, so if, if the doubt is always there. One of the things that I think is going, is that does help is um, one of the reasons why I continue to try to do the podcast. One of the things that I try to do to, to try to stay active in the community is because you want to be seen somewhat as 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 a, one of the leaders or something. You know, you you want to be seen as someone that that has some respectability within the industry. And so, if you continually to try to put yourself out there, maybe that gains a little traction, and maybe that maybe that uh, endears you to some people, and they may be like, "Hey, you know." Um, this guy's kind of impressive. Let let let's let's um let's get a relationship formed with him. And so and so I've had those, you know, whereas I've had disappointments in me, I've I've also had that as a result. We it, it is, you know what I'm saying, you can't change a person's heart, but you try to do enough stuff to put yourself in a position where the people will look past that. When it comes to opportunity, it's true there are people in every community who have the deck stacked against them. Yet when it comes to the basic, we're all created equal ideal enshrined in our Declaration of Independence, we've got some work to do. I wondered about my own thoughts on where that really starts to happen. The level of the individual, 
in his or her direct maintained relationships with folks from across the divides that do exist. You kind of go through life and you, you see the casual racism and, you know, sometimes you see it from members of your own extended family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that's just, you know, that's just the casual stuff. But then when you, you know, as you're a kid, you know, and as a kid, I, you know, had friends from all walks of life and, and uh, all skin colors and what have you. Um, but then, you know, there's a certain point where like everybody goes down a different track, right? And by the time I am, I don't know. By the time I'm out of high school, anyway, um, I'm, I'm, I left South Carolina when I was 21. I, I, I did go to college, um, and I just totally lost track of every, of almost every uh, African American friend that I had ever had, uh, basically. And when I moved to Chicago. I kind of had this feeling that, you know, like that would be like going to a different sort of environment. But yeah, I mean, it was no, the same deal. One of the most it was worse there, actually. Yeah. One of the most segregated <laughs> cities in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was worse. Like, you know, the, 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 the siloing off of groups of people from, from each yeah. other basically uh, was, was pretty, pretty big deal. You know, it, it, right. was, it was a lot different. Yeah. I mean, in South Carolina, I think people it makes and mingle a lot more than, than even there to, to an extent. But, right. You probably right. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know, like you, you growing up, I mean, was, did you experience the same thing from the other side? I'm wondering. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those yeah. situations that like I said, we're, one, we're part of our experiences yeah. and we, what I mean by that is, you can, you can have a black person and white. This is this is this is kind of like the systemic racism. Yeah. So you could have two black friends. They could live. They they could live not far from one another. Um, and but they just a small change in zip code or across the tracks. Um, they, they both went to the same high school. They both graduate. They both want to go to college. Um, but the black child cannot matriculate to college or has to take on a whole bunch of student loan debt to try to get to college because his family doesn't necessarily have the, um, they haven't been given, uh, well, I ain't gonna say given. They 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 were red in line. So a lot of times, a, a lot of times, when when it comes to wealth, um, you know, homes are homes is a big thing when it comes to, you know, helping your children get through college or whatever else. If it, if it means having to take out a second right. mortgage or whatever else, and, and and so those things, you know, th that could be where, like I say, that's that's one of the situations where the whole redlining piece, where where the you know. Um, it's not the in-your-face racism. It's built into it's built into the system. It's 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 just it's and that's the thing that we have to when it when it comes to change. People um, they say, well, how do we change it? How do we fix it? Well, we have to tear down the system. The same way that we built it, the same way that it was built, it's going to take that to tear it down. Now, whether or not we have the fortitude to really address that and do that, that yet 
remains to be seen. Um, yeah. But 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 you know it's it's the lack of opportunity um, that 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 has happened in the black community. Um, every time, how do I say this? Um, I don't. I don't want. I don't, what I don't want and what I don't like is I don't like for people or to 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 have a victim mentality. That's not what. That's that's not what I I I, I don't want to come across that way. But I right. do want to say that there are there are real things. You know, when when you when you're addressing things, sometimes you have to go all the way back to the root. You, know, right. you can't you can't you can't really address it unless you go all the way to the root and that's not and that's not um i think that the, i think that a lot of times our white counterparts they get defensive because they say well i didn't enslave or i didn't do this or i didn't no you 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 you're absolutely right you didn't and, and you could be a very good person however just like O.J. Simpson was acquitted of murder, but on the civil trial, he was found to be responsible. Right. So there is a certain responsibility that, no, you're not guilty of, of all those things that the ancestors did, but we all, have a, a, we all are responsible for correcting those wrongs. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people, hey, they like they like their privilege, and they're not willing to give up their privilege. <laughs> right, uh, or or deny that it exists. You know, I mean, yeah. It's sad that that we've always as black people we've always been told, you know, because we've always been told you you can't, you have to be twice as good. You have to be, um, and it's like wow, and I think like I say, I I, I really. I've really been fascinated by watching this younger generation, uh, black and white, kind of. I've seen yep. white people like take up for their black friends, and they like, you know, and, and it's like, wow, that is that 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 is encouraging. I've done a fair amount of uh, reaching in, reaching back out to some of the guys I grew up with this. Uh, Last last several weeks, and even before that, uh, right, 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 just trying to reestablish <laughs> relationships. And that, I mean, I really do feel like that's where that's where the that's where the real change occurs. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, that's, it, where it start, that's where it starts. Without, anyway. That's where it starts anyway. Without having the sports and everything is without those distractions. But what it, what is, what is encouraging is to see because you see. Um, now you, 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 the camaraderie of a team, the sport, and the start to see um, yeah. them them really kind of turn and, and really, I think that that's probably one of the most diverse work environments that there, that there may be, uh, where right. you have uh, uh, you know a good mixture of of them all, and I think that you know those people actually. To have a good team, you re- you really got to care about your teammates. 
And, and I mean, heck, I played. You, you probably played. You, you probably played sports growing up, eh? Yeah. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Being six four, probably. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah. 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 Me too. So you got to, you know, in, in order for the, the, those things, you know, the, the bond and stuff between between teammates and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, that's that's a different that's a different thing, and 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 and. Yep. You know, and there's a brotherhood that that goes along with that, and and you know, it's in, and it's encouraging to see, um, like I say, it's encouraging to see us really even starting to have those to have those conversations. Whereas before it was kind of just taboo, and we just oh, these are the yeah. things we just don't speak of. Thanks to owner operator Muhammad. Until next time, stay pro out there.